We've heard time and time again over the past 10 years from many in government that 9-11 happened because terrorists hate our freedoms. It's an incredibly simplistic characterization of the alleged motivation behind the crime of the century. But let's just take it at face value for a minute. The terrorists hate our freedoms, so we've got to fight a global war on terror to defend those freedoms. Another mantra, by the way, that we've heard endlessly repeated over the past decade, the soldiers are fighting for our freedoms. How, then, can it possibly make sense to appease the terrorists by adopting legislation and policy that weakens those freedoms? The immediate aftermath of 9-11 saw a massive expansion of government power, the likes of which our country has never seen. With passage of the pre-written, constitutionally invalid Patriot Act and creation of the Department of Homeland Security, we have got illegal government spying on innocent Americans, multiple illegal wars of choice launched in our name that are costing us trillions and that continue needlessly while our economy implodes. We've got torture and murder committed in our name that continues. And the ever-increasing hatred of our country from people around the world who used to think we were their friends. We are far less free and far less safe than we were 10 years ago. Saddam Hussein was captured almost eight years ago and has been dead now for almost five years. Why are we still in Iraq, with bases scattered all over that country and an American embassy there that's bigger than the Vatican? Osama bin Laden escaped Tora Bora shortly after we entered Afghanistan and is now dead. In fact, he's been reported dead many times over the past ten years. If we went to Afghanistan to get him, why are we still there? Why are we now also bombing and killing innocent people in Pakistan, Yemen, Somalia, and Libya? We're told the rebels are now in control in Libya. The stated objective of getting rid of Gaddafi has apparently been achieved. Why are we still attacking that country? And how can it be called a humanitarian mission if thousands of civilians have already been killed by our bombs there? What possible reason could there be for all these conjured conflicts other than to serve the insatiable greed of war profiteers, oil barons, and the politicians who do their bidding? The bottom line of the war-for-profit industry has done quite well over the past 10 years, but that mountain of taxpayer money is soaked in the blood of well over one million innocent civilians and thousands of American soldiers. Soldiers draped in phony hero worship and sent to die by Beltway cowards who would never dream of asking their own kids to take the same risk, clearly because they couldn't bear the burden of staring their own permanently maimed flesh and blood in the face, or worse yet, standing over their casket, knowing the pack of lies that they pushed made it all happen. But hey, some perfect stranger's kid? No problem. Don't know him. Never met him. No emotional investment in him. No need to worry about dealing firsthand with his needless death. Just move on like he never existed. Or maybe write a letter to his grieving parents. Lay on the hollow lip service nice and thick and be done with it. A special karmic hell awaits the willing servants of a soulless war machine. With the official stated reasons for attacking all these countries so easily proven false... And with the only people truly benefiting as a result being war and oil profiteers and all the politicians doing their bidding, why are so many willing to accept without so much as a raised eyebrow the official story of the single horrific event that led us to this era of perpetual war and destruction of freedom? Jesse Richard of TVNewsLies.org perhaps sums it up best, not with a theory, but a fact and a question. 
During the past 10 years, I have not met a single individual who, after doing research on the subject, switched from questioning the official narrative of the events of 9-11-2001 to believing the official narrative of those events. It is always the other way around. Why do you think that is? Asks Jesse Richard of TVNewsLies.org. Read his article called, You Only Believe the Official 9-11 Story Because You Don't Know the Official 9-11 Story. He doesn't start with a conclusion that he then tries to build a case around. He doesn't theorize blindly. He asks legitimate questions based on facts, questions that anyone conducting a serious investigation would have to ask. Anyone not interested in the true answers to these questions is either afraid of what they might reveal or has a vested interest in keeping them hidden. Don't expect the mainstream media to do the job for you. They've got 10 years invested in pushing an official story that doesn't stand up to even the most fundamental scrutiny. They're not interested in reality. The only thing you'll get from them is the vilification of anyone with the nerve to challenge their cowardice by seeking the real answers. Of course, it's certainly possible that the MSM is just taking orders. In any case, the real story of 9-11 will not come out on its own. We must demand it if we're going to have any chance of changing the destructive path our country is on and delivering true justice for the victims.